Hello everyone, welcome back to Apricot Young, the podcast. My name is Alexa and today we're going to be talking about travel in 2023. If you are one of the lucky ones, you may have already been traveling in 2022. I personally threw up at the price of travel and for some reason thought it would be different in 2023, but it's not and that's something we're going to talk about as we get into it. Um, But essentially my thoughts for travel in 2023, I've written a couple of things down. Mostly we're just speaking from the heart. I want to make sure that we don't forget the importance of the rest of the world. And I don't mean like from a political perspective or an environmental perspective, as much as all of that's important, but I remember being in grade 12 and being so excited to quote unquote see the world and I did see a bit of it or a lot of it when I was younger pre-2020 and I feel like these three years at home have potentially just potentially gotten some of us me into a little bit of a slump about oh but it's like so much effort to travel sometimes when I think of getting on an international flight I'm exhausted and it almost makes me not want to do it which is crazy because that used to be my favorite part of traveling but when you don't do something for so long you kind of forget that you were told you can't do it opposed to you choosing not to do it like it almost feels like I've just chosen not to travel for three years whereas actually I was sorry I keep saying three years two years whereas actually it was a decision that was made for me and I've we still went to a bunch of different places across Australia in that time so it's not as though we didn't leave home but the idea of international travel just feels so expansive and exhaustive and almost a bit overwhelming so my goal for this year from a travel perspective, is just to get back out there, (laughs) get back in the game, just go again, spend the money, don't freak out about how much it costs because before we know it, it'll be 1200 bucks returned from Brisbane to London again. That's truly shocking to me that that is what I paid in 2018, but that's okay. Actually, I don't think it was even, no, it was 2016, but at this point in time, this just is what it is and we can't control that and the world is still important and understanding that we are not the only people on the earth is still important and experiencing different cultures is still important everything that was important pre-pandemic is still important now so that's what I want to try and remember and I want to be able to teach Will as we go to different places I don't want to accidentally never travel again because that definitely feels like something that could happen um so that's that's pretty much how I'm feeling about it I've made a couple of notes they say don't get caught by fear so whether that's fear of spending too much money obviously budget budget know how much it's going to cost you and then either decide whether or not you're comfortable paying that so don't get caught by fear pay the money and remember why the world is important That's my three major thoughts on this today. Um, It's not a huge deep dive, but I just think we need to get back out there. So this year, 2023, it's officially this year, I have three different trips planned 
maybe one more, but I'm leaving that one open-ended. I haven't made any official plans for that yet because I'm not sure if it will even happen. So the first one is to Hawaii. That's in five weeks. My younger sister and I are going for seven nights, which is going to be so fun. It's for her graduation. She graduated in 2021, so we've been delayed a little bit. But we will be going on uh, at the start of February, and then in um, April, May. In May, Will and I will be going with my family to Singapore for about 10 days for my other sister's 21st birthday. And then... At the end of this year, as a family, Scott, Will and I are going to go to Japan for roughly 10 days. We usually like to leave home and be back home within a 14-day period, um, just with Scott's work and the way that holidays land for us as a family. So it usually ends up being sort of like 12 days actually overseas. Um, but that's going to be plenty with a two-year-old at that time. So they are our, they're the big three. They're not even ours. They're really just mine because I'm the only person going on all of them. Um, but it's a lot of diversity and a lot of different types of trips. We've got summer Hawaii, summer Singapore, winter Japan. So it's a big range. It's a big range we're looking at. Um, the fourth trip that I'm not sure of, we may go to Japan in July, just, got, uh, just Will and I if the rest of my family's over there, but I've not decided on that yet. And I probably won't decide on it for a couple of months. I'll just wait and see how we go. Um, so my recommendations for travel in 2023, if you're in Australia, oh, I see the, okay. <laughs> I made so many I've list. I've got almost probably every country in the world written down right now. My biggest recommendation is to go Go places that are known. Imagine you're a beginner again. Because one thing that does make me a little bit nervous about traveling post-pandemic is one, the world is different. That's just a given. People are a bit different. Communities are a bit different. So if you've been somewhere before, just be mindful of really counting on something to be a certain way. So don't go somewhere because you feel like it's a known quantity or you're guaranteed X, Y, or Z. Just, or do some research, like try to find somebody that's been there in the last six months or something like that. Um, so first of all, yeah, go somewhere that's known. I would probably not be recommending to go to the more high-risk parts of the world currently, simply because it's been a while since people have been back there and it's hard to know the safety level. So this is me purely thinking if you're a solo traveler and you want to go somewhere like Peru or Colombia or Brazil or, you know, the places that are typically, you know, on the watch your back side of things, I would just make sure you do a lot of research to understand what are those countries like now and has anybody been there now? Because there's a lot of places that have been closed to tourists for almost the entire three years. I think China has only just opened back up and that's not to say that they've become a weird cult country, but you know, oh, I keep saying three years. I'm sorry. It's two, but yeah, that's not to say they've become some weird cult country, but you just, you, you were way better off being cautious, reading, watching some vlogs, etc., etc. Um, but my biggest recommendations, if you like cities 
from Australia would be to Hong Kong, Tokyo, or Singapore. I've not been to Singapore, but I know a lot of people that have. Um, I will have been by the middle of this year. They would be my big three recommendations. Hong Kong is like the coolest place on earth. Tokyo is the second coolest place on earth, but it's very different. Um, they're very different types of holidays. Hong Kong is a little bit more wine and dine, enjoy the city vibes. And Tokyo has a bit more, obviously you're in Japan, so there's a bit more freedom to do some more things or to add on an extra city or anything like that. Um, otherwise, all of all of Europe is still there. All of America is still there. And they're all a pretty known quantity. They're, they're public places. We know what's going on there. All of um, the UK, everything like that, that's all places that sometimes we got, I feel like at the end of like sort of 2019, it was almost becoming, let's say like basic to travel to Europe or the UK or Thailand. Like it, we'd just gotten so deep into the travel blogger era that it was like, unless you're going to Romania and Peru, you're not really cool, which I personally didn't agree with, but that's, you know, that's where I just felt like things were going. Um, but that's very different now. I feel like we've kind of taken a little bit of a step back and we've re like reassessing the world. So I'd have a think about it. I would really encourage everyone I know if it is a financial viability for you to step out of Australia this year, I would do it. Don't feel like you need to go for minimum two weeks. Don't tell yourself it has to be over five days or if it's not worth it. Like you're not paying for a certain amount of value or if you start to put a certain amount of value on a certain amount of money you'll be disheartened very quickly because no matter like depending on where you go something's going to be a lot more expensive like if you went to Phuket versus going to London your entire trip is going to be worlds apart in terms of cost of living and all of that kind of stuff but the experiences can be just as rich so you've just got to understand a country's um, what's the word? Economy, etc. Blah blah blah. Read about it. Write, find a blog. Something like that. Um, but don't get too caught up in getting value for money when if you're all if you're doing all the right things. So if you're booking an Airbnb, you're finding a place with a kitchen so that you can cook meals and different stuff like that. Um, if you go somewhere for more than like four nights and you're staying in a hotel. I personally think that's where your value for money absolutely nosedives because you get to eat out every single meal and that's just where things get absolutely crazy. It also gets you out of like a consistent eating routine as well for what your body is used to and that can be what then makes you feel sick and make you feel lethargic and then you don't really feel like doing anything and then it's been five days and you feel like you've wasted your time. So that's a big one for me that I think is the most money-saving Money-saving time-saving situation um, is having a place with a kitchenette so you can make small meals when you want to or big meals. That Like if you're not really into food, just don't eat out. Like what a waste of money <laughs> if you don't like it. Um, in the same way, if you're a big foodie but you're not really into attraction-y type things, just don't go to them. Just go to Hong Kong and eat every single meal at a different restaurant or at a different cafe. Oh, that sounds like a dream. Um 
So think about what is important to you. What do you want the trip to look like? What do you want it to feel like? What do you want to wear? What do you want to do? All that kind of stuff helps you frame a really fun trip um, and one that's aligned with your values so that when you look at the amount of money that you need to spend to make that happen, it feels a little bit easier because you know exactly what you're getting out of it and it's stuff that you imp- like that it is important to you. Which brings me to my most important point. If you're going to compromise too much going with a group or a friend, just go alone. Um, sometimes you can get caught being the friend that would go alone with the friend that wouldn't go alone, if that makes sense. So like you would happily go on your own, but you have a friend that wants to come that you know would never go anywhere on their own. And sometimes you can get caught up. I know I've been here before with a little bit of responsibility and a little bit of guilt thinking, oh, but if I say I'm going to go on my own, they're probably going to blame me because they're never going to go, etc., etc. So I would just be really clear about what you want to do and say from the start, like if we can't figure out something that works, we should just make sure we call it quits because otherwise we don't want to be halfway across the world and annoyed at each other and sharing an Airbnb. Um, so that's the biggest one. Think about, do you want to go somewhere? Do you want to go somewhere alone? And even if you're married, I mean, it, I'm sure it just depends on your relationship, but if you want to really want to go somewhere and your husband or your wife isn't really that into it, just have a open conversation and say, would you mind if I went on my own? Because I mean, that's what I do. And Scott has never had any major issue with it as much as he'd love to come. He makes the decision to grow his business and stay home. Sometimes the decision is made for him, but that's something that's more important to him than going overseas, you know, three times a year. So that's an easy decision for us to make. Whereas if you find you are really wanting to do a trip, but you're dragging someone else along, just sort of lay it out and go, this is what it's going to cost for you to come and not have a good time, (laughs) essentially. So give them the option, give them the option to say, I wouldn't like to come and don't drag someone along on a trip just because you're too nervous to go on your own. I think that's a key because nobody is going to be happy then. Um, my last recommendations, I wanted to make a note of places to go in Australia, particularly if, um, I'm pretty sure you have to be vaccinated to go anywhere. Don't quote me on that. I think that is probably the case or maybe not to go anywhere, but to be let in a lot of countries, do some research cause that might not be the case, but, um, and it could have changed now, but I know Japan, you need to be fully vaxxed in order to be let in at the moment. Um, But have a look, make a list of countries. If that's not something um, that is important to you, make a list, have a look at places you can go without being um, fully up to date or vaccinated at all, Um, but particularly Australia, obviously. You can go anywhere in Australia. You can go to uh, Sydney. You can go to regional New South Wales. You can go to Tasmania. Oh my goodness, if you haven't been to Tasmania, go to Tasmania. It's like the England of Australia. And I don't know how it exists in such a cool little old school, cute bubble, but it does. And it's amazing. So if you've never been there, that's easy. But then we've got the Sundays. We have Alice Springs. Like there's just, there's a lot going on and it's definitely not a small place. Um, but I would definitely recommend doing your research, particularly if you're from like a relatively large city 
in Australia sometimes. You go to other cities and you realise they're all the same. Well, not all the same, but very similar. So I just make sure you understand your expectations. Um, I think that is all of my thoughts. Sorry, I thought I had a next one. I started something, but I didn't. But I would love to know where you're going in 2023. What are you doing? What are your thoughts? What do you want some some tips on? I'm happy to do the legwork. I'm happy to research. Just send me a message. You can follow Apricot Young on Instagram. And I just love to chat more. I just, I just love to chat. I want to know everywhere everyone's going and be able to live vicariously through them as it happens. Um, but thanks for sticking around. This has been a bit of a ramble. It's been a one-take wonder, so I hope it's not been too many half-thoughts for you. (laughs) But I will talk to you guys next week, and I hope you've enjoyed.